गुड मॉर्निंग टू ऑल ऑफ यू सो वी हैव बीन डिस्कसिंग द पार्टिसिपेट मैनेजमेंट थियरी ऑफ एनएस स्पीकर सो लेट्स कंप्लीट द थियरी बिफोर वी टेक अप द अदर केस दिस आर केस सेस डे वी डिस्कस्ड that interest we get participated management theories develop this theory of administration based on his own observation of reality he undertook an empirical study and his study it talks of magnitude was equivalent to that of fortune studies you know the studies of peter nero and his associates based on his study he found out that there are certain organizations which are working well performing well and there are certain other organizations which are performing not so well then uh, in fact mal uh, performing and further he tried to understand that which type of managers are leading the performing organizations and which type of managers are leading in not so performing organizations his findings were that there are two types of managers or leaders here we are using these terms interchangeably though there will be some final or critical differences between the two his assessment that uh, there are two different types of leaders employee sector and job sector and he found that uh, the employee centered leaders or managers are more successful as compared to that of the job centered leaders but at the same time he tried to corroborate his findings because of which he did he fact switched the employee centered with the job centered and job centered with employee centered and uh, in that he found out that uh, the job centered uh, managers or leaders they ultimately make the previously well functioning organization function poorly and on the contrary the employee centered leaders make previously not so functioning or not so performing organizations perform nicely so thereby getting <coughs> a more convinced reply that employee centered leaders are more successful as compared to that of the job centered leaders in his study he did also find out that organizations are based on certain managerial system there are different types and to begin with he developed four types of management system system 1 2 3 and 4 though he did later on develop Uh, two more that is system 14 and system 5 but he developed his theory around these four systems that means the system 14 and system 5 uh, though was developed later on but it was not actually theoretically integrated in his theory or he did not actually develop those as a part of his theory so his theory remained a four management system theory he found again empirically that is from a descriptive point of view 
that uh, system four of all the four different types of system are uh, the most well functioning system, most highly active functioning or efficient system. So because of which you maintain that all those who intend to become efficient in terms of managerialism should move towards the system four. But having said so, we maintain that movement towards system four should be gradual rather than abrupt. To the moment you move abruptly, it might actually disintegrate the system, it might disable the system. So disabling or disintegrating the system might actually become dangerous. So that is why he definitely emphasized on gradual movement of the, uh, the, 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 the systems towards system 4 for which he uh, gave a particular paradigm. What is that? Organizational improvement cycle. But see, he not only described his findings, he wanted to develop the science on administration. That means he also wanted to present analysis and explanations. So, thereby, his finding that the system 4 is more efficient as compared to that of the system 1, subsequently he analyzed and explained. And here they went through different ways. Like I say, one way was he tried explaining his finding through the use of three variables. Those being the causal variable, intermediate variable, and end result variable. What are the causal variables? Basically, causal variable refers to which aspects of the uh, organization? That is actually leadership structure, uh, leadership behavior, and the organizational structure. And what is the intermediate variable? Control and motivation. And end result basically refers to the final productivity. And see, through this, he explained that how a type of organizational structure and the leadership behavior in system one will result into less motivation and ultimately will result into loss or inefficiency. On the other hand, he explained that how a type of leadership structure and organization, leadership behavior and organizational structure will lead towards more motivation and ultimately that will lead towards more productivity and efficiency. But see, at the same time, Likert also referred that the system 1 is less efficient as compared to system 4, or system 4 is more efficient. The reason being, the, sorry, the system 4 is characterized with supportive relationship, interaction influence system, and linking in modeling. So, did, did this we have discussed? Eh? Now, let's discuss the, the rest of the portion. So he's saying that uh, <coughs> okay, the system 4, why system 4 is so efficient? Why it is so well functional? Because it is based on interaction influence system. It is characterized with supportive relationship. And at the same time, as far as the organizational pattern is concerned, it is based on something what he refers to as linking pin model. This is the reason why system 4 is so efficient. On the contrary, he is referring that if you take into account the system 1, system 1, in system 1, there is no supportive relationship. There is no interaction influence system, there is no linking pin model. 
So let us try to understand what is the supportive relationship, what is this interaction influence system, and what is this linking model. See, yesterday, while discussing, I did refer to one aspect. That is, that is MacGregor's concept of transactional influence. What is that transactional influence? What is transactional influence of MacGregor? That's fine. Based on theory, why? But what is that? What is what is the concept? Association of subordinates. Association of subordinates. Uh, okay. Associating subordinate needs and desires. That's fine. Okay. Yes. That's good. But what is the typical terms he used? Mutual trust and mutual trust and yes. He basically referred that in theory, why type of managerial philosophy. That theory why type of managerial philosophy or what is you know, the humanistic managerial philosophy will lead towards team building and that will be mutual trust and confidence. So when there is mutual trust and confidence, that will be we feeling. There is psychological association of the individual within the with the organization and organizational goal. So that will lead towards higher performance. So this is what the MacGregor's concept of. Transactional influence. That is saying, you see, under the theory why, what is the manager's approach? Under the theory why, the manager's approach is to use its managerial strategy while considering the subordinate, subordinate's values, beliefs, needs, as he has referred. Under theory X, the subordinate is expected to adopt according to whom? Superior, so if I am the boss and you are the subordinate. You are my subordinate, and I am your boss. Under the theory X, who has to adapt to whom? What is the expectation? Subordinate. Under the classical theory, under the mechanistic theory, you have to adapt to me. The idea is, I am the boss. So I should give orders and you have to follow. So thereby, it is your goal, your aim, your value, your expertise, your skill is everything taken for granted. So, moment you have been recruited into this organization, you have been recruited on the basis of what? Skill. So, you have the skill. Your moment you are actually occupying this position, it is taken for granted that whatever skill or acumen is required is already there. And since you are there in the organization, your willingness is already taken for granted. And as far as the, 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 the rest of the things are concerned, your readiness to work and all these things are concerned is taken for granted. So my job being a manager is to just decide and ask him to follow. On the, on, unlike to this, if you take into account the, the theory why, under the theory why, the idea is, I being a manager, I should be an amateur psychologist. I should be closely understanding you. I wish need to understand that in reality, theoretically, you might have been selected on the basis of merit. But in reality, you might have the desired merit. You might have the desired skill, you may not have, or you might have different type of skill. And at the same time, your your goal, your values, your aim, your aspiration might be different from each other. So therefore, my job is to adapt 
according to you, not make you adapt according to me. So I should adapt according to you. So I should actually, if I if I to make things happen, if I to make you work. So what should I do? I should try to understand what type of human being you are, what all you require, and I should actually frame my orders, command, or start with the, uh, the strategy, everything, job, according to your state, your values, your requirement. Only when I'm able to do this, I'll be able to influence you the most. I'll be able to extract the work from you the most. And at the same time, Tell you why believes in the human aspect. You being a human being, you're in your job, you're going to require. So you being a human being, you're going to require. Certain requirements are there. Being human, you'll require a good, a good boss. I should behave nicely with you. You'll require good colleague. You'll require recognition. Number of this aspect, this human aspect. And at the same time, being a human being, you not only respond but also react to others. Like let's say this class you are or you are sitting and mechanically you are not sitting. Your behavior is not all mechanical. You also respond to others. That, are, that your friends are there. And your friends being there, you also seek what? Approval. The feeling of approval is there. Is to whatever I speak, whatever I do, the way I behave, others should approve. Others would feel good about me. Others would feel, okay, I'm a nice fellow. I'm a capable one. So that means, you being a human being, these human requirements are there. So the theory why believes that if you work on that, then you will be able to be more successful and against treating human by being like a real machine. So that is why McGregor under the transactional influence maintains that a managerial success lies in making a team and ensuring the mutual trust and confidence theory why does that the theory why is able to introduce that transactional influence and what is that transactional influence a type of approach that leads towards team building and mutual influence this is what is referred to as transactional influence Now, if you take into account Likert, a similar type of view has been introduced by Likert through his concept supportive relationship. enjoy 
a conducive environment <clears throat> that is conducive towards their human needs. Let me repeat this aspect. Here I am saying that to take into account the Likert's view, Likert says in system 4 type of management system. So in system 4, individuals feel being supported. Now what is that? Individuals enjoy a conducive relationship, a conducive environment. And what is that conducive environment? Individuals feel conducive from their human perspective. That is, the human being has certain needs. So human being has social needs. Human being has other needs. So it is a type of environment, system 4 enables or provides a type of environment whereby individual do not feel lonely, do not feel isolated, rather feel being associated. Like that the feeling that the superior is there to guide not to punish. Superior is there to help, not to victimize. Superior is there to take care, not merely extract the job. So many times we have a feeling. So within the organization we might have a feeling, the very feeling that the superior is there and why the superior is there? Is there to extract the job. So many times the feeling that is generated is the superior is there to extract the job, put pressure, burden the individual, and the moment we fail is going to punish. The superior is there, something like a guard, at the same time, something like a demon. So basically, on the other hand, what Nikad is saying, you see, the system 4 type of management system does not make people feel lonely, isolated unnecessarily burdened. Rather, what is the feeling? The feeling is being supported. That is, the feeling, the superior is there to guide, the superior is there to lead, the superior is there to help, and superior is not there to extract merely the job, extract uh, uh, the, let's say, the work out of you, or at the same time, is not there merely to punish. And the same type of conducive feeling is there towards others. Like colleagues. Colleagues are not there to unnecessarily compete. They're not to be jealous. They're not going to have moment the possibility is there. Rather, the colleagues are there to help. They're good people, they're my friend. So they're there to help. They're there to cooperate. They believe that there's a very same sense that in the mutuality lies a benefit, benefit rather than in competition. And at the same time, towards the subordinate, they are not going to escape the responsibility. They are not the, the feeling is not that, not that of suspicion towards the subordinate, rather that of confidence towards the subordinate. So what is Vikar saying? That a type of management system, that is system 4, in that the individuals within the organization experience the feeling of being supported from where? From superior, from colleague and from the subordinate. So that very feeling from a human perspective that the environment for the job 
is more cooperative, more supportive, or more conducive. And see, that brings about what feeling? The feeling of association, feeling of attachment, feeling of commitment, and thereby it increases productivity as compared to another feeling that will be dominating in the system one. In system one, what is the type of feeling that will dominate? The feeling of isolation, feeling of loneliness, feeling of suspicion, feeling of timidity, feeling of diffidence. Difference is lack of confidence because we are always will be shouting, normally in a colloquial way I am trying to say that in a, a job-oriented leader, what is the approach? The approach is domineering, belittling, demanding. Many times So that gives rise to which type of character? Diffidence, lack of confidence. That leads towards diffidence, that is lack of confidence. Uh, according to Likert, in system 4, interaction influence system leads towards the maximization of individual skill, resources, and motivation. Individuals' values, resources, and motivation. So, the system four is characterized with interaction influence system, and this interaction influence system basically leads towards the maximization of the individuals, the utilization of individuals' values, resources, and motivation.
let us see each individual, let us say you, you have certain values and those values in certain context could be reinforcing values. Like let us say if you enter into a job, carry out a particular job, in the set of values that you have, that could be certain values those will be reinforcing and certain values those could be contradictory. Let's say you have certain values of empathy or you carry values of let's say let's say service, service for the people. Now in civil service, certain type of job, if you carry out, then these values that you have will act as what? Reinforcing values, that those values will force us more towards the, the job. It will help you to make that job even more productive. Or let's say you value certain authority, you value power. So this particular value could be contradictory, could also be conducive. So if you are given a job in which you do not enjoy any type of power, substantive power is not there. But you value what? You value power. So value means those things that we prefer. That is what we want. That is what we desire. Something that we actually think worthy. Give importance to. That is what we refer to as value. Let's say you have a value of uh, a preference in favor of power. Now in that case, if you prefer power, you value power. In that particular context, you are given a job where there is no power. You will be highly motivated or lowly motivated? Lowly motivated? But let's say you are given a job. The job is a legitimate job, but that involves exercise of power. So you'll be you'll be you'll be more driven towards the job or not? You'll be driven towards the job. So basically, in which type of managerial system these things are taken care of? System four or system one? System four. Because in system one, the values are taken for granted, the skills are taken for granted, everything else is taken for granted, this is already there. But see, as the lecture says that in system four type of organization. The, 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 the managers are considerate towards the human aspect of the subordinate. So in that particular context, that is why Likert says that an approach that is considerate towards the human approach, the human, that human being results into the maximization. A managerial approach that is considerate towards the human element results into the maximization of the human value. You utilize that value most. Maximization of the utilization of the human resources. Human resources means certain type of skill, certain type of intelligence, certain type of acumen and purchase. So when the organization will be able to use those skill and acumen to the benefit of the organization, only when I'm given a job that is in accordance with my skill. So that will be done under the system 4. That is what is referring. That the system 4 is type of management system, is a type of management system that results into the maximization of the utilization of individuals, skill, resources, and motivation. And that is what is referring to as interaction influence system.
Now see, interaction influences come and support your relationship and very close. A similar type of concept. Both are actually referring to interaction influence system or supportive relationship, moreover, is a byproduct of a type of managerial approach. What is that managerial approach? Here you might type of managerial approach or humanistic managerial approach that is basically the characteristic of system four. One important aspect Peter Dinkert says here. Dinkert says that management is a relative process. The management is a relative process. See, if you try to interpret this statement, how do you interpret this? Management is a relative process. I think this is the crux of all humanistic theories that we have been studying. Now, I don't use a question. directional and the static version the directional and static version of classical managerialism classical managerialism is replaced by the humanistic theorist on the premise that management is a, is a relative process Elaborate the last line. You cannot have uh, 
will be performing the job. They are different. So you have to be flexible and adaptive according to the situation or about the nature of the job or according to the employee. <coughs> Of yours, I get a puri in the reminder of something. 
You see, uh, actually, when we are in a vocation, you know, we are out for a vacation, and then my uh, the eldest daughter was uh, yes, she was very young, uh, still very young, but she was then some somewhere around two, maybe two years, two and a half years. She just started speaking, and uh, when people start speaking, they speak a lot. <laughs> so uh, it so happened in one place. We were just watching a valley and. Uh, it came out impromptu. He oh, this is a really beautiful one. And somehow, I don't know from where she has learned that. And she came out with a statement that Hama, you have to put his in the day. So, like, she had a long life. So, anyway. So, coming back. <coughs> so here we discussed two of the important concepts using which Likert is trying to justify that uh, system 4, uh, not justify, rather explain why system 4 is so successful. But another thing he has taken up in his explanation, that is the organizational pattern. That means while referring to the system 4, is maintaining that the system for type of organization is based on a type of organizational pattern and that organizational pattern is also contributing towards success, efficiency and that organizational pattern is referred through his or he has captured through his linking pin model linking pin model so let us try to understand what is this linking pin model. Now what is this organizational pattern based on linking pin model? In fact, he says that participative management systems are based on linking pin model. Now participative management systems are based on linking pin model. That means on the contrary, which is not based on the Kingpin model? System 1. System 1. System 1. That is the authoritarian system. So he is saying that uh, system 1 is not based on the Kingpin model, so operational pattern is not that. On the other hand, the, 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 the system 4 is based on the Kingpin model. Now, what does this linking pin model mean? He says the system four type of organizations, or in system four type of organizations, every individual belongs to two groups. Now, system four type of organization. In system for type of uh, management system or organizations based on system for type of management system, every individual is a part of two groups. A group in which the individual is a member, and another group in which the individual is a leader.
So you say that in this type of organization, it is so arranged, so designed that every individual is a member of two groups. A group in which the individual is a member, another group in which the individual is a leader. Resulting into group-to-group relationship. That we should such type of organization structure where there is group-to-group relationship. And that is also overlapping structure. Now further it maintains that in this type of organization, because of the structural arrangements, of collective decision making or participative decision making you know the structural arrangement of participative decision making the communication flows of boards and there is maximization of individuals potential towards the organizational goal What is he saying? The structural pattern of communication that is based on participation that leads towards communication flowing upwards. And the structural pattern of decision making that is based on participation leads towards communication moving upwards and maximization of human potential towards the organizational goal. Now, let me try to elaborate this thing. Uh, by drawing a picture, basically, uh, that has been a pictorial representation by Rikard itself.
any individual, let's say this fellow, relative to anything, let's say I have a fine idea, an excellent idea, can contribute. So unlike in the classical theory, it's not I decide you follow, the moment I decide you follow, you cannot open your mouth. Communication is one way. So you might be having an excellent idea, you might be having a state of art, let's say, like a skill, but that cannot be contributed towards the organizational goal. In this type of arrangement, what happens? Any corner of organization, any layer of the organization, it is such a type of arrangement which naturally captures the potentiality. Naturally actually captures the individual skill, creativity to the benefit of who? Organization. So this leads towards communication traveling upwards and also maximization because it maximizes this is the type of arrangement. The link between model that actually signifies participation. Where every individual is a link. Link between one superior group and another subordinate group. This is the type of arrangement as Rickard says. This results into the maximization of individual's intelligence, maximization of individual skill, maximization of individual's resource, irrespective of hierarchy, irrespective of the position, and that is maximally utilized towards the organizational goal. So, Likert is saying that because of this participative nature, moment that participation, I have a feeling of participation. Moment I will feel your participation, I will give my more of my energy to it or less. I will contribute more. I will be driven towards it more. I will not restrict. And moment I am driven towards it more, I will be more creative or less creative? More creative. So I will be more creative or routine? I will be creative. But let's say that's a directive approach, system one. The idea is, I decide to just follow, open, don't open your mouth. So everything is, uh, 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 this type of arrangement results into what? I doing my routine job. I don't feel like contributing. I simply retain my job for my salary or I retain my job so that I, I, I contribute in a manner so that I'm able to retain my job. I do not actually contribute to my potential. So unless I contribute to my potential, my resources, my skills cannot be utilized towards the organizational goal. So liquid discipline, that is why I'm explaining. You see, the system one is based on a linear directive approach. There is no linking pin. In system four, is there is a participative approach resulting into linking pin, and that linking pin model enables the maximization of the contribution of individuals towards the organizational goal. This all of you are able to understand? Hmm? So what we can say? What makes system 4 so successful? You have a finding at hand. That system 4 is so successful. So what makes system 4 so successful? For Rikard, what makes it so successful? Supportive relationship, interaction influence system and model and the same here is explained by using three variables. Those variables mean causal, intermediate and matrix. All of this understood? Yes sir. Sure. Now let's take up one more aspect of Rickard's theory. See, Likert has highlighted that the contemporary organizations are undergoing change. 
में कंटेम्प्रेरी ऑर्गेनाइजेशन चेंज तो पहले जैसे ऑर्गेनाइजेशन था आजकल ऑर्गेनाइजेशन थोड़ा चेंज हो रहा है वट आर द चेंजेस वट आर द चेंजेस एक्चुअली आउटलाइन operating in more dynamic context or competitive environment so the employees are more educated more skilled environment is more competitive technology is fast changing human aspirations are more dynamic If these changes are there, what is going to be the impact? Is that going to be some impact as far as the management system is concerned? What is that? The individuals will be seeking more of them. Because the moment I am actually educated and skilled. So simply, though this aspect I have already referred, we are going to study more under certain future themes, subsequent themes. But from a common sensual point of view, let us understand. Possibly I have referred slightly yesterday. If I am an illiterate, unskilled laborer, so which type of managerial philosophy I am ready to tolerate? Hmm? A domineering approach? Even my boss is domineering, simply slightly not so dignified in dealing with me. Takes all decisions if he is directing something, acting like a boss. I'm going to tolerate or not? Why? Because I'm unskilled. My opportunities otherwise are very less. And plus, at the same time, I feel okay. My boss is knowledgeable. Know what to do. I am. I don't have that much of knowledge. So basically, I might tolerate. And my ability to tolerate bossism is more. In the con in the in a, in a situation where I'm actually uneducated, I'm actually let's say illiterate, unskilled. On the other hand, if I'm skilled, educated, would, would I tolerate this type of a, of a boss? No. So that means 
if the organization is having more number of people who are poor educated something like let's say if you take it account nowadays maybe liquor could be validated here if you simply look into the police organization till very recently at the lower level of the police organization which type of manpower used to be there the constable the police constable do you think it used to be very highly skilled educated and all this so maybe within the police hierarchy a very territorial approach by the police leadership would have worked but now it is increasingly you find the same approach will not work why it will not work because you find even at the lowest level of the police hierarchy people with let's say graduation post graduation even let's say research degree they are also getting into it so the people are as skilled as educated as that of their own leaders so you find a police supervisory officer maybe your superintendent of police might have like educational background of graduation or post graduation and your constable might be having a superior degree in that No, that is why you find in police reform we study. So the Sarabji Committee has recommended that police constabulary should be replaced with police officer will be. So quite naturally, if you take it account liquor, what liquor is saying? That's saying that the nature of the contemporary organization is undertaking a change. So again, reinforcing what Madrigal referred, here why is increasingly becoming relevant or what otherwise you will say system 4 is becoming more and more relevant so the organization has to be more efficient it has to move towards which type of system system 4 at the same time Likert has also dealt with the mechanism of conflict he has also dealt with the phenomena of conflict within the organization Substantive conflict and no sir, uh, this this division is uh, uh, another theorist. 
critical says that uh, the typology is substantive conflict and affective conflict. Affective, A, not E. A, double F, affective. Affect, affective. Yeah, substantive conflict and affective conflict. Now the substantive conflict refers to the conflict around the job. So the conflict that is actually based on the job, that is what is referred to substantive conflict. On the other hand, affective conflict includes Affective conflict is basically conflict around human emotions. <coughs> in order to explain this, let me uh, bring in certain things. Maybe uh, a few instances of cases let me bring in. Uh, in order to explain exactly you know, what is this. See here, uh, I think it was this movie uh, Corporate, Corporate Radio, is it in English? Actually, in this movie, uh, there is rivalry between two business houses. Uh, they are apparently dealing with uh, beverages. Uh, that's a case of corporate rivalry. And in this, uh, you see, uh, in one of these organizations, in one of these business house, the there are two senior vice presidents. One of the senior vice president happens to be the brother-in-law of the, the president of the organization, the boss of the organization. Now it happens so that that senior vice president who happens to be the brother-in-law took a decision. Decision in terms of choosing one organization and the marketing, you know, let's say, uh, marketing, uh, what's the agency. And he was convinced that this is going to benefit the organization. But this was not approved by the other senior vice president. So he objected to that. So that is a difference of opinion. So this difference of opinion, which type of difference of opinion? Substantive. Because this is a conflict arising or bring around the job, the task. On the other hand, see, when this was not resolved, because both of them were deciding on this particular issue. So finally, it has to be raised before the president. Now when it was raised before the president, see if the president heard vote and finally decided in favor of the other senior vice president who felt that this is not in the interest of the organization. Now, this resulted into the brother-in-law who is the senior vice president being angry. 
and he got angry for the reason he see i have been offended in front of an outsider now here he is referring to what you being the president you could have taken a decision in favor of me based on the fact that i am a family i belong to you and that fellow is a stranger to us outside our family and you have taken a decision in favor of that individual so here what is actually driving his difference of opinion in this particular case subsequently emotion so this particular conflict has become affective so that is what we can say within the organization because see if you take it upon foley foley did not highlight this affective aspect of the conflict foley primarily has a raised which aspect of the conflict the substantive aspect of the conflict he could in highlight the affective aspect of the conflict in fact believe that conflict could be substantive could be affective but having said so he maintained that the resolution of the conflict should not be based on a win lose strategy rather it should be based on a win win strategy so when you are going to manage conflict resolve the conflict you should not use any of those strategies that primarily leads towards a win lose situation one loses another wins rather it should be based on win win situation Likert's emphasis on not emphasis. Likert's emphasis on the linking pin model 
is uh, Likert's concept or Likert's notion that is or Likert's notion that is system 4 based on linking pin model captures The structural essence of humanistic theories, theories of administration. The humanistic theories of administration. Classical theory demanded for a hierarchy, rigid, top-down organization, and uh, the humanistic theory in general has emphasized on a more, you know, participative organization structure. And that's all. Okay. Good. Sure. Now let's take into account. So, what is the difference between supportive relationships and interaction influence? See, supportive relationship is a type of environment in which individuals feel being supported. Interaction influence system is a process that results into the maximization of the individual's resource or maximum utilization of individual's resources, skills and motivation towards the organizational goal. So here, if you take into account the, the these two, these two are explaining the same phenomena from two different perspectives. One is saying that in this type of system, you feel supported. That's a good relationship. Another say this gives rise to a process whereby the individual work more, individual commit more. Individual skill is utilized, value is utilized, motivation is utilized towards the organizational goal. So the same phenomena has been explained from two different perspectives. So why this distinction between humanist and participative? Uh, why this distinction? Sorry. Why this distinction between humanist and participative management Actually, now, yeah. CC. If you take into account in our theory or in our syllabus, the Bernard, Simon, 
एल्फेन में हो और दिस नॉट बीन स्पेसिफिकली क्लासिफाइड एज पार्टिसिपेट
So each and every organization is operating at a sub-potential level, below their potential level. And then there are three major factors contributing towards this, or he identifies three problematic aspects. Write down this three. Let me just take this three and then we can move forward. <coughs> so according to Argyris, Argyris, so this problem, the problem of let's say malfunction or suboptimal functioning or inefficiency has three sides those being one the development of the individual towards personal and psychological maturity The development of the individual towards personal or psychological maturity Second The degree of interpersonal competence The degree of interpersonal competence in dealing with who he works And third, the nature of the organization for which he works. Organizations, government organizations, private organizations, all these organizations are working 
inefficient. It is not working efficiently. And he said there are three sides, you know, sides to this problem. But see, if you try, you know, we will go to these three aspects that he actually noted. But moreover, he is trying to say that if you take into account these organizations, these organizations are not well functioning because these organizations are based on a type of management system, a management style that poses a contradiction to the work, towards the workers, or moreover, towards the organizational purpose. Like for example, before I explain this aspect, let me refer to certain things. Now before we move ahead with explanation, let me bring in certain things. Like let's say if you take into account government of India, the government of India, at least if you take into account the key positions, key positions are in government of India or the various state administration, government or governments in India, the key positions, those ultimately go on to decide the health of the administration, is occupied by uh, which type of person is uh, Who are those who occupy this? They, they? Key positions in the governments, basically from administrative point of view, they are occupied by the group of officers, all India service officers, or group of officers. And if you take into account these officers, the type of manpower, Acha manpower <laughs> the good, yeah, right type of a, a good manpower is going or not, every skilled manpower is going or not. So the best of the resources in this country at least not inferior to any other resource, at least the government of India is getting or not. Governments of the various states are getting or not. And the key positions are actually occupied by, because all the key positions are harder posts. In Indian administration you study. All the key positions that is actually defining to the health of the administration are cadre. Cadre means is defined. Which member of the service is to occupy this position? That means officers not belonging to that particular service would not be eligible for occupying that positions. Only when it is decarded, then it could be occupied by any other members of the service. So most of the key positions are cadre positions. That is going to ultimately define the health of the organization. Now, see, if you try to understand from a very restricted point of view, see the type of manpower the government of India is getting is not necessarily an inferior manpower. The skilled manpower is a very, what you can say, a very energetic skilled manpower. But see, the government of India, by all standards, is performing with excellence or a very averagely performing or poorly performing. So, under many account, the government of India is considered to be a poorly performing administrative system. Or, at the best, it is an averagely performing administrative system. Why is so? Why do you think so? Why do you think so? Why do system is so good? Why do you think so? Why do you think so? 
Indian administration to take it is a soft state. It is a state which is not having the capability to frame policies, and moreover, even if it frames policy, it doesn't have the capacity to enforce it. Amounting to what he says, the phenomena of soft state. Why is so? Why do you feel so? Minister influence. Pardon? Influence by minister. Sare muskil to minister the passi. Any, any. See, maybe one aspect we can take into account. See, if you take into account the government of India or various governments, whether any state, the very approach that dominates the managerialism is which approach? Weberian. The Weberian approach dominates. I should try to understand from the, the same perspective, Weberian perspective, the directive perspective. The moment I take a directive perspective, that means my subordinate, irrespective of hierarchy, if I am the chief secretary, so people are my subordinate, they might be actually very senior officials of the government, but they are my subordinate. If I am a secretary, my joint secretary is at my subordinate. If I am secretary, joint secretary, my directors or the, 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 let's say, <coughs> the various order secretary or the deputy secretary are, or, or they are my subordinates, irrespective of whether, whether they are actually senior or junior or whatever that might be, they are my subordinates. So at every level, the idea of directive approach is that I decide to follow. Within that, what is inherently meant? So the moment I say, I decide and you follow, that means one thing is, you are not capable of deciding. I am treating you something like an infant. I am treating like some, you something like an infant. You are not capable of deciding. I decide for you and you follow it. Now in that particular context, a contradiction emerges because see, whatever the manpower might be, if a skilled manpower is going, whether at the higher level or the lower level, if the managerial approach is actually directed, it actually reduces an adult individual into which type of individual? A kid, in fact. An individual by nature who is independent reduces that independent autonomous individual into an individual which is made dependent. An individual who is energetic is ready to take responsibility by this type of managerial approach is meant to believe that I should not take responsibility. So basically, if you take into account, let's say, the government of India, one possible explanation could be that why the government of India is malfunctioning, why it is not able to function the way it should function, irrespective of the fact it has the best of the manpower. One explanation could be that the type of managerial style that is actually there in the organization is something inherently contradictory towards the organizational goal. Because that managerial style reduces the individual to the status of being an infant. Rather than encouraging that individual to grow to a stage of being an adult. Because when you will produce more, when you will actually do a fabulous job, only when you are acting like an adult. What is the characteristic of being an adult? You are independent, autonomous, creative, would like to take responsibility. You can indulge in multiple activities at the same time. You are capable of, let's say, multiple, uh, 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 multitasking, multi-works. You are self-aware, your, your self-ego is very high. 
So an individual whose ego is very high is self-aware, known what is my strength and weaknesses. Is autonomous, energetic, will be more productive as compared to an individual who lacks self-awareness. Just repeatedly you say, Gadi ho, Gadi ho, Gadi ho. Uska ba kya hai? So your self-ego goes down. You become dependent. Your creativity goes. You don't like to take responsibility. Isi ni government me kya dekho ke? Pahla cheez. The first response is inertia. The first response is not action. The first response is inaction. The first response is not action. The first response is inaction. So basically, the type of managerial system that is in place results into turning individuals into infants. So basically, if you have a bunch of infants, do you think the organization is going to produce more? No. When you will be producing more? When the organization will be more productive or efficient? When you have a body of adults, a group of adults. So basically, see, coming back to our discussion, Arguris is saying one of the major reasons why the organizations that we see all around us, and again, he is not blaming only the government organization, he is saying all the organizations. It's not government or private, you go to the private, same philosophy might be dominating. He's saying all the organizations, whether government and private, they are non-functioning primarily because as far as the management system is concerned, there's an inherent contradiction. That is, the managerial system is dictatorial. And uh, here he identifies these three aspects to the problem. The first is what is that? Development of individual personalities towards personal and psychological maturity. Now let us discuss this aspect. See, Ricker, uh, in his theory, has referred to two types of uh, individuals. On the list, maturity and immaturity paradigm. So under the first problem we are trying to discuss, he says that within organization how many types of individuals are there? That could be broadly two types of individual based on, he has developed this typology based on his maturity, immaturity paradigm. Those two being
So based on the maturity and maturity paradigm, he has developed two types of individuals that is adult personality or infant personality and adult personality symbolizing immature personality yes, symbolizing immature personality and mature personality respectively so there are two different types of individuals that hypothetically Argus develops immature personality and mature personality and this basically represents what infant personality and adult personality now mature personality are psychologically and personally mature so personally mature psychologically mature So job wise they are immature and psychologically they are immature. That means their ability to decide is not there psychologically immature, job wise immature, job wise immature means their ability, their skill is less. Psychologically immature means they are <coughs> not highly motivated or driven towards the job. Now so they are characterized to be. No, what are the basic characters? Like let's say the characters of infant. What are the characters of infant? They're independent or dependent? Dependent. So immature personality is dependent. On the other hand, the mature personality is independent. The infant, the immature personality, infant personality, they are not capable of multitasking. What is this uh, multitasking? Like let's say an infant, at a given point of time, how many things the infant can do? One. But being an adult, we are capable of uh, taking a multiple task at a single time or not? So the, the infant personality are not capable of multitasking. On the other hand, the adult personality or the mature personality is capable of multitasking. Immature personality, you know, there are another characteristics. Their interest is shallow and erratic. <coughs> On the other hand, the mature personality they have a deeper and 
stable interest. They display deeper and stable interest. While the infant personality, they display a shallow interest and erratic interest. What is this? Like let's say, uh, if, you have, if you have witnessed a kid, so the kid will be too happy with uh, some, let's say, toy or uh, something that is exciting to the kid. Immediately very happy or not? And that happiness, that excitement remains for how much time? Very limited period of time. It fizzles out. So similarly, if you take into account the immature personality, their interest is very shallow. That's not actually at a deeper level. It's not stable, rather erratic. Adult personality, they have deeper interest and what is a stable interest. The infant or immature personality are short term oriented. The mature personality are long term oriented. Immature personality lack self-awareness. <laughs> and similarly, mature personality are self-aware. Immature personality have a feeling of inferiority. So these are the various characteristics of the immature personality and the mature personality. So that means immature personality is uh, dependent, have a shallow interest, incapable of multitasking, carries a short-term perspective, lacks self-awareness and also have a feeling of inferiority. On the other hand, the adult personality or mature personality it has a feeling of freedom, independence. It's capable of multitasking or multiple behavior. Takes deeper interest, stable interest. Takes short term, sorry, long term view. Is self aware. And believes or they do not feel to be inferior, rather they, feel they have a feeling of either equal or superior. Then they have a feeling of either they are equal, like let's say, all of you. If you feel in talks of others, do you feel like this is a common? A feeling of a memory toko, what to get a memory toko, you have to say what I want to. That feeling of equal or what you say, superior.
So that is the feeling that, that these are the characteristics of the mature personality. Now see, while referring to these two types of personality, Chris Sargis also developed two types of management system. That is, one, the management system based on bureaucratic, pyramidic value system. In a bureaucratic, pyramidic value system. And the other is democratic, humanistic value system. In a bureaucratic, pyramidic value system. And other is democratic, humanistic value system. <coughs> Now what are these value systems? I think uh, name itself would suggest adequately. What is the bureaucratic pyramidic value system? Signifying which philosophy? Classical. So that means if you take it account the democratic, sorry, bureaucratic pyramidic value system, it simply signifies the Magrigus theory X. On the other hand, or yes, if you take it account the Likert system 1, though so Likert system 1 is a management system and uh, the Magrigus theory X is a managerial philosophy. This is a really, this is a really. So the bureaucratic pyramidic value system displays the, the characteristic of a classical management system, mechanistic management system that has been adequately represented through system 1 of the Likert or the managerial philosophy of Magrigus through theory X. On the other hand, the, the democratic value system, democratic humanistic value system that replaces that represents humanistic managerial philosophy that has been presented through the system four of Likert or for that matter the managerial philosophy of Magrigus that is theory one. Now, see if you take into account these two personality, the mature personality and the mature personality. Which of these two personalities is capable of higher productivity? Mature personality. That is, which type of organization, what type of arrangement would be beneficial for the organization? As Chris Hargis will say, that a type of managerial system that helps individuals to grow towards maturity. So, type of managerial system that can help individuals to move away from immaturity and move towards mature personality. Is, it will be more productive. So which type of managerial or the managerial value system or which type of managerial system will help individuals within the organization to move away from immature, immature personality to move towards mature personality? Democratic humanistic. So he says that the democratic humanistic value system helps individuals to grow in job and psychological maturity, helps them to become mature personality, so thereby more productive. But unfortunately, the organizational climate is dominated by bureaucratic pyramidic value system.
So unfortunately, the organizational climate is dominated by bureaucratic pyramidal value system. So it says that democratic humanistic value system helps individuals to move towards job and psychological maturity or to become mature personality, so thereby more productive. But unfortunately, the organizational climate is populated by which type of management system? The bureaucratic pyramidic value system. So this poses a contradiction, restricts the human, the human growth or restricts the humanity or, or, or sorry, restricts the individuals within the organization from being mature. In fact, it produces immaturity. So within the organization, what type of management system is dominant? The bureaucratic pyramidic management system or value system. And that, in fact, instead of making people move towards maturity, it restricts this individual to remain at the state of immaturity. system gives rise to a feeling of frustration, failure and uselessness. So this is one of the major reasons for the inefficiency of the organizations because individuals become less productive. Why? Well, this is a type of managerial value system that gives rise to the feeling of failure, frustration and uselessness. So people experience this type of feeling when the boss is actually of that nature. The management system is that nature that induces into an individual the feeling of failure. Because see, you cannot actually, things become routine. You get frustrated because you don't have freedom. You cannot use your potential. You, you, you have no participation. And also a feeling of uselessness. So that is a recipe for what? Inefficiency rather than the basis for efficiency. Till this, all of you understood? <coughs> Any question? No, here replace the personal and psychological maturity, maturity with job and psychological. The personal is actually the psychological. So job and psychological maturity or maturity.
Please go through your criticisms. After completing the KSR list, I will take your criticisms. So all of you are expected to go through the criticism and mark the criticism that you have not understood so that you can raise in the class. Criticisms are very important. Many, uh, though nowadays the questions are straight, but otherwise, most of the questions used to be raised from criticism. Okay? Today all of you have to go through the criticism and mark those criticisms which you fail to understand so that we are able to discuss. So after going through the very catalyst uh, theory, we'll take up criticisms.